Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead, take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. We return to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Office Equipment Solutions North America wide. Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 1233 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer with you and Oilers Now. Guests on the show receive gift certificates to Roos Chris Steakhouse. It's Alberta-owned and operated. Roos Chris, follow the sizzle. Down to Roos Chris, it's the greatest steak you've ever had. 99.90 Jasper Avenue, the 19th Roos Chris Open in uh, North America. Reminder, every Wednesday night, date night at Roos Chris, where two can dine for $120. Every Tuesday in Oilers Now during the season. By the way... By the way, and I can't say quite yet, but we are adding a high-profile guest this week. And uh, you're going to like him. That I can tell you. It's going to add to our never-ending desire to constantly improve the product of this show, which does take a bit of a uh, downturn every Tuesday when Mark Spector joins us. Stoffer Inspector brought to you by our friends at Horse Racing Alberta and the 7,000 men and women employed in the horse racing industry over at at, uh, Rogers Place, where he's just uh, finishing up uh, interviewing a couple of the kids. We welcome in Mark Spector. Spec, how are you? I'm not so sure about kids. I just had a long talk with Scotty Upshaw. All right. Well, there you go. How's he doing? Was he ready to kick you in the, uh, you know what, or? I didn't make him fail the physical. There we go. Uh, <laughs> not my fault, pal. I just reported it. I had my it's guy. messenger, baby. <laughs> I had my guy. How's he doing, by the way, Scotty you know, Upshaw? really good, and, and exactly the Scotty Upshaw we've known for many years now. Uh, uh, smart guy, well-spoken, really understands, you know, the game and his place in it. Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie. We don't put players on the teams. We have nothing to do with who makes it and who doesn't. But as a reporter and a guy that likes to talk to players inside that dressing room and get a real feel for what's going on, I miss Matt Hendricks on this team, and I hope Scotty Upshaw sticks around, Bobby. Well, that makes two of us. Uh, <laughs> I think you know how I feel about Scotty Upshaw. So yeah, there's, an, there's an energy level that uh, he brings. He's a pro. Uh, he, you know, don't get me wrong. Everybody, you know, guys, guys boys are going to be boys. But he, you take a look at what he did on that line. Uh, I know I spoke to uh, somebody 
that has an affiliation with the St. Louis organization on Friday night. And he just said, you know, when they had Upshaw and Brodziak and Reeves together for the first two or three years that Scotty was there, that line was unbelievable. And then he added... You know, Cassian was pretty quiet last year, and Upshaw kind of drags you in a fight a bit, Spec. So yes. there might be a fit there, do you not think? Yeah, no, I agree. And obviously, uh, Kyle Brodjak said that for the last couple of years, they've killed penalties together almost exclusively in St. Louis as a tandem. Uh, I always thought right away that well, they signed Brodjak here and then, of course, brought in Upshaw on the PTO. And I thought, okay, well, this makes sense to me. You know, that's two-thirds of a real good line in St. Louis for a long time. And, and, you know, Zach Cassian, in fairness to Cassian, the one thing I'll say is when you're in that role and you have to fight sometimes, uh, when your teams and, and people won't like hearing this, but it's understandable after you've been around for a while, you realize that maybe the appetite to engage in those sort of things is sort of a why bother sense unless somebody does something really stupid. Hey, fighting's no fun. Right. Nobody and, wants to bare-knuckle fight uh, in the NHL. Right, and there's less of it than ever before, and there's less guys targeting other teams' top-end players. So when games are quiet, he slept a bit. But when yep. you have a guy like Upshaw in the lineup and Brodziak, who's a firm competitive player, they kind of drag you into a bit of that once in a yeah, while. Yeah, no, that's fair. And you know what? I, I think we could, we can take fighting right out of the lexicon. Fights, I guess, will happen. They still do a little sure. bit. Not very often. But I just want to see, you know, I want to see that same Zach Cassian that, that you saw here two years ago. I want to see a guy that turns the momentum around by absolutely pounding some poor defenseman who's going back to get a puck, right? You know, I, I want to see a guy who stands over a goalie once in a while and makes people push him out of the crease. I want to see a guy, you know, when when we saw, when Oilers fans learned to hate Zach Cassian as a member of the Vancouver Canucks, I want to see a guy who uh, walks over the line once in a while. You going to take a penalty? Going to take a penalty. That's fine by me once in a while. But just a guy who's antagonistic, who the other team's fans hate, that's the Zach Cassian you want here. Well, again, I mean, uh, and they're likely to play tonight, uh, Brodziak, uh, Kajula, and Cassian. I don't think we're going to see the big boys going on this trip, but I don't know if anything's been confirmed that way. We know the kids are going, and that is one of the storylines. Talbot's playing in goal. Yeah, we've got that. Uh, McLeod, Benson, and Yamamoto playing for the second consecutive night. And, Mark, as uh, we discussed uh, down at the arena this morning uh, after I picked up that quick package and headed back out, um, that's an interesting one because we got quite in. We got in late last night, so we're going to see how these three young guys respond playing the second of a non-traditional back-to-back. One where you fly from Edmonton into a market, fly back home with a two-hour delay. May I add? Yep. And then turn around. You know, you get home at three in the morning or to the uh, hotel at three in the morning. Turn around and uh, skate the next morning uh, at ten, and then uh, hop on the bird and fly back out to Vancouver. I, it might reveal a bit in terms of maybe the legs on a guy like. McLeod or Yamamoto or Benson here as they get ready to play the Canucks tonight. Yeah, the energy level. I mean, and we, you know what? All, all of us sit on the outside of these things, Bob, and we go, ah, these guys, they're professional athletes, first of all. Their, abs- their nutrition is almost perfect. Their body, you know, they're in great shape. Uh, if this bothers you or me, that type of travel, it really shouldn't bother them. They're in their prime. They're strong, young guys. But it is undeniable. The physiology here tells you that there's a, that type of travel can affect your energy level, which to me becomes a mental thing. you got to remind yourself to have jump. you got to remind yourself that, hey, 
my body's not tired, my mind's a little tired tonight. So that's, you know, I think these are the situations under which coaches like to watch young players. How do they handle it? Are they ready? Because there's a lot of those nights in the NHL, Bob, you know, where, where your body is tired, right? And your mind has to sort of push things along. This is a, a small taste of that uh, uh, equation, I would say. Mark, one thing that's been interesting, and we have expectations for a player like a Yamamoto, right? It's the second NHL camp. With Benson, this was our first kind of look-see at him because he never did play a game before the two previous training camps. But I didn't have much of a book on McLeod other than the fact that I knew that he could skate. Right. Um, three rookie games. I'll throw out the game against Nate Grant McEwen because that was a lousy hockey game and a bad matchup. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> the guy... The, the the three rookie games, you go into the two days of the, the first day of scrimmage, he was the best player on the ice, you know, against, and that's going against the big boys. That's going against, you know, NHL players. And then last night, granted, it, you know, the, the main Flames team was in China. Well, guess what? The main Oilers team didn't come. And he was as good as anybody. He, I mean, this guy's been a surprise for me, Ryan McLeod. Yeah, me too. And, and he's one of those guys I've watched. Uh, I saw him at practice. I think I said to you, Bob, man, this guy looks like he could, you know, he, there's a lot of player there. He's, he's got great size. He skates exceptionally well. And uh, just talking to him a little bit, he certainly seems like a very bright young guy, you know, which to me is a, an underrated um, qualifier yes. for guys being turning into players or not, Bob. If they're smart, you know, Ty- Kyler Yamamoto, he's a real bright kid, right? If there's something that needs to get figured out, he's going to figure it out. I think we'll say the same about Ryan McLeod, even though we don't know him real well. And uh, look, uh, there's a second-round pick, Bob, with every chance to play. Just upon first blush, there looks like there's a whole bunch of hockey Yeah, players. and I mean, I hey, it's almost... It, it almost never happens, Mark, that you see an 18-year-old center drafted in the second round that goes right to the NHL. Oh, no, no. Like, I like we're fully talking... Fully see him going back to junior. Right, right. I fully see that. But, I mean, here's the problem the Oilers have. What happens if he's still, like, the third or fourth best forward all the way through training camp? What do you do then? Uh, I mean, nobody... When, going back to when Patrice Bergeron came in... And I know we're talking Patrice Bergeron. Yeah. But early in training camp, when he was with Boston in 2003, people were going, this guy's a pretty good player. <laughs> he's really smart and he's really competitive and he can skate okay. Well, guess what? He Ryan McLeod has got a whole other gear than uh, Patrice Bergeron. Now, does he have the intelligence that Bergeron plays uh, with? Or the not com- many Patrice Bergeron. Right. He's, he's like the one guy. In a, and then another second rounder was Ryan O'Reilly. Remember when Duchesne and O'Reilly both made Colorado back in 09? And they, ha- they had a winning record. That team had a good record under Joe Sacco that year. And, uh, and Ryan, Ryan O'Reilly's slow. But again, elite compete and real great hockey sense. So uh, I get, it's happened before. It's super early, but it is. If you're an Oilers fan, I think Mark, it's a little bit of a sliver of excitement there uh, during a time in which there's a bunch of questions. Yeah, no, that's for sure. When you, you know, we've said on the show before, Bob, and and you know, like you always make the point. You work for the Oilers, and this is Oilers now. I don't, and I've been very skeptical about the Oilers pipeline for a long, long time, as of most Oilers fans. Let's let's call a spade a spade. But we've also watched it in the last three years under Keith Gretzky, and it is better. And they are deeper. And there are more kids in rounds two, three, four, five that are starting to look like players, right? So this is par for what's going on. It's I'm, I'm quite pleased, frankly, to be able to come on the radio and look at the Oilers farm system and their drafting and say, you know what? It's getting a lot better here uh, than, it, than it was 
you know, the, then the drafting and development that put the Oilers in a, in a long stretch of not making the playoffs. Uh, it is absolutely going the other way. Uh, McLeod is just a, sort of one of a bunch of guys here that, that allow you to say that and really mean it. All right, Spec. when we come back, we're going to talk. In theory, we thought there was more depth in this area, but so far through rookie camp. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. And last night, uh, there's been some questions, and that's in goal. And that's where we're going to go back when we return on Oilers Now. This is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. It's 12.47 in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer joining you. Uh, you know what? Uh, Sweden and Germany. That's our Oilers Now road trip number one this season, and they are completely sold out as New West travel. But registration is now being accepted on our Oilers Now roadies to see the Oilers play in Nashville and in Vegas. You never know who's going to show up at our uh, meet and greets for those events. These great packages include tickets, hotels, receptions, plus parking at Value Park at the Edmonton International Airport. Register now for Oilers Now road trips. Call New West Travel 780-432-7446 or online at newwesttravel.com. You know, Spec, who the most popular guy is whenever he shows up at those events? Who's that, Bobby? Gene Principe. Wow. And Jack, love Gene Principe? Yeah, I mean, Gene, Jack shows up. Uh, we used to have Tom Gazzola and Chris Westcott come to Lowe's. Uh, and then, you know, we've had uh, Todd McClellan showed up. Uh, we've had Peter Shirelli. We've had uh, Craig Matavich and Scott Housen when they were the management team. Uh, Dallas Aikens. Uh, we've even had a great guest uh, at one, one or two times as well. So uh, not that those guys aren't great guests, but I think you know what I mean. Quite so. exciting news in the NHL today. Did you see this, Bob? Go for it. Jagermeister has become the official shot of the NHL. Well, we'll have to do a Jagger bomb together. The Jagger bomb from the point. He uh, scores. I'm just thinking when at most... 100% of the shots you don't take, Bob. They never score. You know that? Uh, you're, you're paraphrasing <laughs> Wayne Gretzky. And you wondered why I used to shoot the puck so much in media hockey and never pass. Take a lot of shots this this season, Bobby. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Uh, Our official partner. You know, most sports parlor used to have what was known as the shot ski. So they had a ski, and then they had four shot glasses on the ski, and then they used to fill it up with Jaeger, or occasionally yeah. black Sambuca for years truly. And then of course, we, yep. I, I recall one year I did a shot for every first down, 
in the Super Bowl for oh, San yeah, San Francisco against San Diego, and I think oh. Steve Young passed for like six touchdown passes in that game. <laughs> so I wasn't feeling too good at that. Sloppy. Yeah, it was. That's uh, well, sloppy. that's you know, it was before I was married, before I had kids. You know, I wasn't as responsible back then, and uh, I did take a cab home. It was before Uber. So. so what about attempted shots? Now are we are we con- now that Jagermeister's involved? Are there attempted shots? Shot attempts? I think after five or six Jagermeisters, there's going to be some attempted shots. Yeah. <laughs> that don't get completed. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Places with this. Booze hound. Uh, I, I don't know if you heard my disseration. I've I've upset a couple people. Let's, yeah, I did hear that. Let's, yeah, well, that was, you know what I'm saying. It was like, everywhere. Everybody, look, you go to Vegas, you're all in to be in Vegas, right? Like, there's lots. I just bumped into a... Uh, a friend of mine, Daryl Cook from World Floor Carvings, and hey, you know, Darryl. and you know, Daryl, he's he's done good your tournament. Guy. Good guy, right? Well, he likes going to Vegas, you know, like that's one of his things. And and there's lots <laughs> of people that like going to Vegas, right? Because they love the the, the look. There's lots to do in Vegas. It's a great place to visit. Uh, it is, but when you go to Vegas and you're going to a hockey game, you generally speaking, you're in about 30 degree heat. You're drinking from the middle of the afternoon until game time, and so you're already emotionally committed to have a positive experience. If you know what I'm saying, mm. contrast that with working in Edmonton full time. You're, you know, you're, you get off work, maybe you split. Different. It. You live here, though. You live the here. The thing about going to Vegas is you left home wherever you come from. Right. You're leaving it. Behind so the in-house experience. Right, and that's why it's coming upon the Oilers to be better at home and not give up shots or goals in the first shot of the game. What do we have last night? You know, Koskinen uh, giving up a bad one early, and you know what, Mark? I got. It's got to be said. We're hoping the Oilers have built greater depth and goal. That's what we're hoping here. Yeah. Through the rookie tournament and into last night's game, I don't think you can make that argument. Like we've not, and it's early yet. And hey. Just as we're saying with McLeod, lots of excitement on McLeod, but it's early yet. Contrast that with Koskinen. Tough first start. Hasn't played North America for six years. It's early yet. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Listen, um, I would say this. If he went down there and had a shutout last night and you were on here talking about how great he is, I would say, Bob, it's a shutout against a bunch of HL guys in Calgary. Don't get too excited. So he goes down there. He doesn't play great. Uh, you know, no one wants to see that, but uh, put it this way, before I'm going to dump on him, before I'm going to start to question this thing completely, I have to see him not play great after two or three efforts here. If we're talking a week from now and he's in his third, he's played his third time and it's still going in from the uh, end boards like that one Dubay goal did last night, yeah, let's have that conversation then and I'll be the first one to have it, believe me. Yeah, well, and and we'll just see where this guy goes here. You know, an interesting thing, Bob, if I may, that that you may happening here. Obviously, they got they have uh, Al Montoya, who is a certified, genuine NHL backup. Right? He'll. I would be surprised, frankly, if there's any injuries out there. He might be one of the first guys that doesn't clear waivers because he's cheap, and you know what you're going to get if you need a backup around the league. Uh, it's between him and Koskinen for the job here, right? Yes. Because no one's picking up Koskinen on waivers. If they did send him down, he'd, he'd get there. So that will be, by the end of camp, Bob, we're going to be talking about this because if, if it would be a Mark, large you know what? swallow. I, I, I'm going to respectfully disagree with you here. I believe the Oilers could trade Koskinen if they wanted to. I believe there was enough interest in him out mm. there in the league. 
I'm telling you. When it comes to camp, and and if if you're trading him at the end of camp, why are you trading him? Well, no, no. You just just said nobody would want him. We know for a fact there was five or six teams in on him. Some of them offered him uh, a a two-year term. The Oilers went one year at 2.5. And if the Oilers are putting him on waivers at 2.5 They're not putting him on waivers. That's the point. It's not going to happen. Okay, well. I'm They're, saying if if he doesn't play, and this isn't me saying he's not going to play well. Right. This is me saying if he doesn't play well, and Montoya is clearly better than he is. The whole theme at this camp, Bob, this year is we're not giving jobs away. We got to have a, the best team to have a good start, and that will test that theory. Let's put it that way. Okay. All right. Fair. Uh, Mark, you, you know what? You better check to see if Koskinen's waiver exempt. I think he's waiver exempt because he's only hasn't played enough NHL Four games. Four NHL ah, games. That could be right. So what? What the Oilers theoretically could do is if he's not up quite up to speed on North American games, send him to Baco, play for, a bit for a month, and then uh, and then yeah, they, okay, come on, Bob. Let's let's I'm be not, honest Mark, here. You didn't sign a guy for two and a half million to have him warm up in the AHL, right? Well, we'll see how it goes. So there you go. Thought about that for a second. Thank you. You're probably right because he has not played very many games. This is true. Well, occasionally, and I'd like to. The odd time you're right, Bob. Well, we have people listening to the shows we speak, sending me texts, and there's like four guys that have just said, No, he's waiver exempt. No, he's waiver exempt. He's waiver exempt. So theoretically, they could get him up and running. I know Stuart Skinner would have liked to have had a better performance. He looked a little stiff for me in the two rookie games that I saw him in, but there's something there. I mean, Olivier Rodrigue. Didn't put out the fire that first game in Calgary. That's a second-round draft choice uh, as a goaltender, but he was the highest-ranked goalie in North America. So ah, it's, sure. the point is, like, a year ago at this time, the Oilers were unbelievable with their rookie tournament with their goaltenders, and that's what you mean. You don't want to read too much, but certainly in Koskinen's case, and, and Koskinen is a contentious issue for a lot of— Actually, Mark, it was a more contentious issue when they didn't have Darnell Nurse side. But yes. now that they do have Nurse signed, it's less of a contentious issue because he's done. Because there were people that were saying, well, you should have had Nurse done, and why did you give Koskinen $2.5 million? And you and me both know the reason why they gave Koskinen $2.5 million, because there were multiple teams in on him. And I, I, I would hazard a guess, Mark, that at least two or three of the teams were offering two years times $2 million bucks for Koskinen. Yeah, yeah. Pete Chiarelli mentioned that he had to pay probably a little more to get only a one-year deal, which to me is smart. Like... You know, we're not all, you know, I'm, I'm come from Missouri here on this one. I got to see that this guy can play. Same here. She really says he's can play. That's fine. But we haven't, but play. we haven't seen him. Haven't and seen him. I haven't seen a thing. I don't know anything about Miko Koskinen. If he can play, awesome. I don't care really what they're paying for him. If he's a very effective NHL backup at two and a half million, he better be. Um, and if he, if it goes sour, and he can't play, you're going to be darn happy you have him on a one-year deal. There you go. Uh, and, and just as an FYI, actually, uh, Spec, we'll hit to Darnell Nurse when we come back after the 1 o'clock uh, news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. How does that sound? Sounds good. All right, that's where we're going to go next. You can text us at 630-630. Hey, no question Koskinen had his struggles last night. It was not a pretty start. Uh, frankly, he was lucky that he didn't give up more than three because there were four or five other pucks that rolled through and squeezed through. I don't know if he was making himself small, but there were there were holes there, and that was concerning. No question about it. Let's see how he progresses during the course of training camp and exhibition play. Off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Belt. More with Stoffer Inspector for our friends from Horse Racing Alberta when we return. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.